Well, the central banks this week have tried their best to sound hawkish, but at the same time they've given reason for the doves to rule the roost. First of all, Jerome Powell said the disinflation process has started yesterday. Christine Lagarde said inflation risks in Europe are now more balanced. We've seen shares rally and bond yields falling. So who do we believe, the banks or the markets? Well, the markets certainly don't believe the banks. Do the banks believe the banks? It's Friday, the 3rd of February, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, massive moves in bond yields overnight, particularly in Europe. 10-year bond yields down 21 basis points. 10-year gilts down 30, down 39 for Italian 10 years, whereas Treasuries down just one basis point in the United States. So it really was a European thing. And stocks up today. Well, the Nasdaq is. It's up 3.1%. The S&P gained 1.1% at close, but the Dow down almost 0.2%. And after close, well, we saw Qualcomm forecasting earnings of 8.7 billion to 9.5 against an estimate of 9. 9.58, so a little below expectation on uh, future earnings. Amazon saw last quarter 2.7 billion operating income against estimates of 2.5 billion, uh, so a little bit better. Alphabet revenue 76.05 versus 76.51. That was helped by the cloud, so a little bit lighter on ad revenue, though. Shares down almost 1.6%, though, in, in immediate after hours trade, but of course that's before we get any extra commentary from the company, so probably too early to tell. Start Starbucks has met estimates for a 10% increase in sales. God knows why. Awful coffee. Uh, and uh, lots of, if you've got no choice, I guess, lots of confidence in Europe on equities as well uh, today, overnight. The Eurostox 50 finished up 1.7%. The DAX up 2.1%. Even the FTSE 100 managed a three quarters of 1% gain. And currency-wise, a 0.7% drop in the euro, a 1.1% drop in the pound, with the US dollar up about 0.4% on the DXY index. The Aussie is down almost 0.8% to 70.8 US cents. Only small moves in oil, so let's not dwell on that. Let's instead look at those bond movements after the ECB and the Bank of England overnight. They were the big moves. Here's NAB's Gavin Friend. So, yeah, big move in yields for bonds, although to give it some context, uh, if we look at bonds, uh, basically they are back where they were in mid-December. But we knew the ECB would be lifting rates by 50 basis points. So why such a sharp response overnight? Yeah, morning, Phil. Well, I think, you know, as we saw on Wednesday, you know, despite the Fed's keenness to impress, it's got more tightening to do. And that's, you know, the same message you're getting from the ECB and from the Bank of England, probably. Um, You know, they know the job's not done yet. But as we heard from Jim Powell yesterday, you know, he didn't really say anything new. He acknowledged the welcome move to disinflation. We know that markets have been pushing that on that door for some time, uh, you know, towards rate cuts later this year, a peak and then rate cuts. And his remarks followed, remember, that uh, lower, you know, U.S. Uh, ECI um, wage report earlier this week. And then we had the lower Eurozone inflation. So yeah. we've been building on that. And as we've been getting the information from the central banks, the market predisposed to a peak in rates earlier and then lower rates is just looking for anything new. They're not getting it. Yeah, We heard from uh, Christine Lagarde today. I mean, the ECB, to be fair, kicked off. In that kind of way that you you've seen from the, the policymakers recently, warning about the upside risk of inflation, talking about from from the get go actually that they would stay the course on raising rates significantly um, to head off inflation. Um, they even said that they were uh, intended to hike rates by another fifty basis points mm. in in March. Um, that's not cast in stone. When we went through the press conference, you know that's not. 
that's uh, you know that's not something that we can we can necessarily rely on. Um, and then, well, obviously, I mean, obviously not. About- obviously not. If you look at those those bond yields, I mean, it's and it is. And you know, I know you're going to say what well, because Lagarde. I mean, basically, what see, what seems to be happening is we're getting statements which seem sacrosanct, and then they get watered down in the press conference. Because the, the words that seem to have stuck with everybody from, from yesterday, from Jerome Powell, was the mm-hmm. disinflation process has started. And then Christine Lagarde watered down the statement as well, didn't she, in the press conference? She, she did. She talked about the, the inflation risks now being more balanced. Of course, the market knows this. The market has seen mm. the lower headline inflation uh, numbers coming in. Um, and for central banks, and all of these three central banks are in the same camp, you know, this round, this particular round of inflation, they don't want to fail. They've got big risks on the upside from second round effects. And certainly in the UK, I mean, that's still there. You know, we're two or three months behind the other central banks. It's certainly, so you can understand why they are acting and acting the way they are and saying what they are saying. Markets typically are front running and say, no, we can see disinflation. And until we see otherwise, we think, you know, you're there or thereabouts pretty much done. And I think, you know, from the Bank of England, you, you, as we said in our preview, you're certainly not going to hear from the Bank of England any signal that they are, you know, suggesting that they're close to the top. Um, but at 4%, we think they probably are. Yeah. You know, they, they, we can't rule out another 25 to four and a quarter. But when you look at the Bank of England's forecasts for CPI, you know, it's currently at 10.5%. It's going to fall, they think, to about 6% in Q3, below 4% in Q4, and then below 2%, which is target, in Q2 next year, and then it goes south of that. The Bank of England doesn't want inflation below 2%. That's why you had two of the uh, nine-member MPC saying they didn't want to see any more hikes at this point. In fact, that's what they voted for in the Mm. previous meeting, and they're now raising the risk. The inflation goes below target. That brings forward potentially rate cuts. Well, how so can you, how can you how can you go higher? How can you say well we're going to have more, but we're going to see inflation go down from ten and a half percent down to four percent by the end of the year, and as you say, uh, even lower at the start start of next year? I mean that is a big because, dip in inflation because there is no all clear on second round effects and services mm. inflation. We know it's sticky, and, and and until they get more data prints, they can't go there. So we have this face off with markets versus. Uh, the central banks, who will be who will be right? We can't fill that in. We can't give you that answer until we get two or three months down the line. Markets think they're right uh, because they're seeing the process unwind. And, and I mean, to be fair, listening to Governor Bailey today, he's saying we're not giving the all clear yet, but we are seeing, if you look at the high frequency data, some signs that wages are starting to peak, starting to roll over. They just need more confirmation of that. And then they'll come in line with markets. Yeah. Yeah, and we are seeing softer data generally, aren't we? So in the background, uh, while the ECB was talking about uh, putting rates up, we had Germany's trade numbers for December. Exports down 6.3% month on month. Imports down 6.1%. Both of those numbers much worse than expected. In fact, imports are only expected to be down 0.8%. So in the background, we're seeing all these signs that the economies are softening, uh, and that presumably just adds more impetus to the, this expectation well, that they're going to slow things I mean, we down. saw from we saw from the IMF, didn't we, earlier in the week, the yeah. slight improvement on the growth outlook, thanks to what's going on in China, thanks to inflation rolling over in the West, thanks to the energy prices in Europe perhaps not being as bad. But then we saw the German GDP numbers. Not point one percent. Yeah. Well, yes, the IMF numbers are not point one percent, and then obviously that that big contraction for the UK as well. So they weren't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 let, so let's be clear, you know, when we talk about better, 
better growth outlook than, than than was previously expected for Europe, it's still you know yeah. it's still not good. Tenth of a percent above zero, if that. Yeah. And and the Bank of England today, they also nudged up their growth forecast. But again, it's 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 hardly it's hardly a, a shift on the dial. Yeah. Um. And 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 markets can see that. I mean, we let's not forget. Take a step back. You know, we we're talking about almost 500 basis points of monetary tightening from the Fed. We're talking about, you know, 400 basis points from the Bank of England. I mean, these are not, in a very short space of time, historically. I mean, and so economies should be slowing down. Yeah. So that really, just, that really explains the difference then, doesn't it? Because between, yeah. the, between Europe and the, and the UK, because the US, of course, is, uh, you know, those IMF forecasts, the Euro, I mean, it's still not great, but the US is going to grow by 1.4% this year as opposed to 0.1%. So hence, uh, more room for, for manoeuvre. Yeah. Indeed, indeed, indeed. But, you know, from a central bank point, point of view, uh, even though the Bank of England and the ECB won't be getting their sort of peak rates up to the same level as the US, it is likely that the Fed will get to its terminal rates earlier and potentially cut, even while the Bank of England and the ECB are probably still not quite there yet in terms of their peak rates. I mean, it's that, mm. it's that kind of juxtaposition that markets are looking at rather than the... Um, the actual level of uh, where pig rates are. So where are we expecting that? Because I mean, if you look at that that movement in, in bond yields, particularly in Europe, you'd be saying, well, okay, no one believes them when they say that they're going to have any more rate rises. I mean, it's almost as though they are behaving that we are at the terminal rates now. I mean, maybe one more, but that'd be it. Yeah, yeah and I think, you know, markets are going to be guided by the data as they are now. Mm. You know, we talked yesterday about the idea that between now and the next Fed meeting, we're going to get... Um, a couple of non-farm payrolls, including one later today. We're going to get two CPI prints, you know, some more labor market data. You know, if average hourly earnings in today's um, uh, non-farm payroll report comes in softer again, I mean, dare it be a 0.2 on the month, you know, markets are really going to go some. Again, we're going to see further yield declines, and then we're going to see a further chop in the dollar, I suspect. Well, what, what do you think we are going to see in that? Because we've, we've had, you know, we have had, uh, you know, quite a few job numbers saying that uh, jobs are holding out, and the initial jobless claims, the numbers we got last night for last week, they fell overnight, and uh, rather than rose, so did continuing claims. But then we've also got evidence uh, from the productivity numbers for Q4 that uh, wage, more evidence that actually wages might be coming down. So, um, mm. so I mean, mm. you know, we could be, be in the position where we see inflation coming down without those massive job losses, which would be great for the that, US. That, that's entirely possible. It's something that Chairman Powell alluded to yesterday, that this is no tragedy to see this, you know, but it's not the base case. Yeah. You know, all else equal, you'd expect, as the weight, the lagged response of this huge of this significant monetary time that comes through, you would expect some upward tick on unemployment. But, you know, to the point of uh, the non-farm payroll report, we, we, that's coming up later today, you know, the market's looking for 190,000, down from 223. Uh, the six-month average has been, it's just, it's just a fraction over, over 300,000. So we are ticking that way, you know, and, and that's what you'd expect. Lower job creation. Unemployment, to your point, is not really moving. It's it's at 3.5, expected to tick up to 3.6. All the focus is going to be on the average hourly earnings. We've had, in the last five months, three lots of 0.3, two lots of 0.4. One of those 0.4s was originally report, reported as a 0.6. It was revised down. So that's where we are. Market wants to see another 0.3. I think I think if we were to get you know a 0.4, I, I don't really think the market will be that disappointed. It's something like a 0.5 or a 0.6, I think, to, for the market to, to take stock and say, well, maybe we've come a little bit too far too fast 
Mm. But as I say, if you get a point two, you know, we're just going to feed the beast again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, things are choppy, aren't they? Obviously, as we've as we've seen over the last 24 hours. Look, for the uh, for the soft landing aficionados, uh, Australian building permits for December up 18.5%. I think a lot of that was apartments rather than houses. So uh, an annual basis, private sector housing permits are 11.7% down. But private sector non-houses, let's call them apartments, they're up 2.9%, even though interest rates are going up. But I mean, a chunk of that could be... Uh, immigration, which is picking up. I mean, Jim Chalmers, uh, the treasurer, said uh, it could be 300,000 uh, this year. So there's more people plowing into the country. They've all got to find somewhere to live. But we'll uh, we'll find out what's happened to the, the value of home loans for December. Today, that is expected to fall. Also today, uh, we get the Keijing PMI services number for China. We get consumer confidence for New Zealand. And as well as the non-farm payrolls, which we, we've talked about, uh, it be an interesting number, the ISM services index as well today. Yeah, I think the China numbers are going to be important. Remember, we've already had the uh, the official numbers and they've been stronger than forecast. We've had the Kaishin, which is really more towards the SME sector manufacturing numbers. They were uh, at 50.1 from uh, from 47 and, um, you know, um, I, think, I think the risks, therefore, are skewed to the upside on the 51 forecast for the uh, for the non-manufacturing. Um, you know, you saw the you saw the, the the official service numbers coming in well above that. So, uh, 54.4 from, 50, from from so a very low 41.6. So, yeah, certainly upside. I think on that. And then and then to your point about the uh, the US ISM services. Remember, this is the one that a month ago was really lagging. It was up in the mid 50s. It wasn't playing ball with the S and P numbers, and then suddenly it dropped to. 49.6. I think at the time, you know, the jury was saying, well, hang on a minute, that's quite a, that's quite a, it's quite a, a decline. Perhaps, perhaps it's overdone it. And that's why I think, you know, people are looking at the consensus has looked for another, yeah, slight tick back up to 50.6. And at 50.6, 49.6, it's neither really contracting nor expanding, is it? It's around that kind of area. And, and, and as long as it stays around that, you know, again, it'll play to that. To that to the to the story that or the narrative that uh, things are slowing down in the all important service sector. I mean, we we talk about manufacturing in the US. It's it is optically important, but of course, it's only sort of ten to twelve percent of the economy. It's all about the service sector, and if that's not really expanding at all, um, you know, dairy be uh, contracting. I mean, that's going to be another. Another one for the market to get hold of. Yeah, well, there's a lot going on, isn't there? That's for sure. It's been a heck of a week, and it's going to be another busy one next week. We've got the RBA, of course, next week, in amongst everything else. Uh, good to talk to you, as always, Gavin. Yeah, yeah and you. Thanks, Phil. And he was uh, talking to us on an old-fashioned device called a telephone. We will try and get a better line to Gavin next time. It's going to work, honestly. Uh, that's it for this week. I'm Phil Dobby for now. We'll catch you on Monday morning. See you then.